Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Without further ado here, I'm really excited to welcome to the program Professor Neil. Um, and I am really specifically interested in talking with her about, about Dr. Claudine Gay. But Professor Neil, um, welcome to, to WRD and welcome to Evening Words. I, I was just responding to... Um, a caller who was asking about the ouster of of former now former President McGill from the University of Pennsylvania. And I just wondered if you maybe wanted to weigh in on that before we talk about this, the kind of dual threat to Dr. Claudine Gay's presidency at, at Harvard at this time. Oh, I can't hear you, Professor Neal. Hold on. Jordan. Hi, oh, here we go. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And Professor Neal, just to properly intru- Thank introduce you. So Thank you. Uh, Professor Neal is also an executive editor of Haitian Times uh, for folks who, who who don't know. So so an expert uh, in many in many different ways. But Professor Neal, I just want to bring you into the con- conversation we're having right now before we explore uh, Dr. Gay's challenges right now. But any thoughts about about prof- uh, former now President McGill stepping down from from UPenn this weekend? Sure. So, James, thank you so much for having me on and um, apologies with the audio pieces. I think that, number one, I'm not a professor yet. I just play one on, on TV and um, <laughs> at the Haitian Times. <laughs> OK, awesome. I'm just editor for now. Ah, but, um, Ms. Neil, can you I tell me how to pronounce your first name, please, if you don't mind? Sure. It's McElvey. 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 Miss McElvey Neal, yes. the editor of Haitian Times. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I think what struck me about this entire debacle involving the university presidents is how just optically looking at the the hearings as they unfolded, Mm -hmm. you know, what I saw was a panel of women, Mm. right? Very powerful women Mm -hmm. for women, you know, being grilled, if you will, Mm -hmm. in front of Congress for the way that they're leading their organizations. So that to me immediately put me in the mindset of, you know, how would this have played out differently if, you know, they were men? How about that? So not, <laughs> I know that there were some particular issues with the University of Pennsylvania that um, um, President McGill had had controversy before the anti-Semitism hearings occurred. And there was a lot of debate around having pro-Palestinian groups on campus and not having them. So she is, you know, unfortunately had some other issues to deal with even before the hearings, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't say that much more beyond the fact that optically, it really struck me that all four of them were together trying to justify their leadership styles and the decisions that they made every day. Mm-hmm. Um, were they all maybe a little bit too um, legalistic in their answers? I would say Yes. And from some of the people we've interviewed um, for our stories on this at the Haitian Times, there is definitely a bit of a consensus um, from people in academia and from Haitian Americans who felt that, you know, perhaps the better way to have gone would have been for them to speak from the heart about how they felt um, in regards to specific, you know, pronouncements that were made on campus mm-hmm. and um, to really make it very clear that their positions and how they led their organizations 
um, was just very, it had to be different from how they looked and felt things as people. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, that aspect of their humanity might have been a little bit stripped away, making them more vulnerable, I think, to some of the attacks that we then saw as far as them not being, you know, qualified and all of the other things that were said then. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, Ms. Neal. And also thank you for highlighting the fact that these are all women on the hot seat, because I do believe that that's a part of the story that we're just not talking enough about. And 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 for your readers and for our listening audience, now I've been around a couple of different university presidents and they are political animals. I mean, they 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 do have to think about legal ramifications around almost everything that they say. And so I think for people who maybe are a little bit more familiar with university leadership, I like I watching them, it didn't come across to me as legalese so much, but I, I can understand how people would interpret that. But they their positions are largely a combination of being really good fundraisers and really good politicians. Um, and yeah. and so sometimes to, to be expected. But let's let's talk about President Gay, because she's currently yeah. under fire in, in a couple of ways. She's under fire for some of the same reasons as former President McGill. I mean, I think the di- difference here is that, you know, UPenn hosted the Palestine Rights Festival uh, in the mm-hmm. fall. And I think that was a more tangible kind of flashpoint for UPenn. Um, the exact same things have not necessarily occurred at Harvard. There have been some pro-Palestinian protests, but there wasn't like a kind of sanctioned, you know, university event. But unfortunately, President Gay is also under fire, mostly from at least, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you're reporting and saying something different, but mostly from Harvard alum who are right-leaning in terms of their political spectrum around around mm-hmm. her scholarship they they are they are making some claims that she plagiarized her dissertation and, I, and i'm curious miss new if you've been following that piece of it and and kind of what your thoughts are about about the current president of harvard university uh dr claudine gay sure so um before i get into that just really quickly you know i want to introduce your um your listeners to you know, dr claudine gay from what we've learned about her thank you um, in the past year, when Harvard first announced that they had selected her to become the next president of the institution. This was almost exactly one year ago in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so she began in her role back in July, and there was this you know, beautiful inauguration of her in September, end of September this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all intents and purposes, this is a, someone in a brand new position. That's She's right. bar- it's barely been two months since she was inaugurated, maybe six months since since she really started um, being in the role. And I think people were questioning her selection from the onset because, you know, of her of what she looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, she looks like me. She's a black woman. That's right. Haitian American parents. And um, some folks weren't going to be comfortable with that no matter what. Mm. Even before the um, anti-Semitism hearings um, began in November, right? You had, even before she was called Mm -hmm. to answer for their actions on campus, there was this, um, this this thread, all these threads on Twitter and social media about people blaming 
a rise of anti-Semitism on campus on DEI programs, mm-hmm. meaning diversity, equity, and inclusion mm-hmm. um, programs. And um, Inside Higher Ed actually did a wonderful job of just tracking how um, this came about and calling out certain people from the Heritage Foundation and folks who had done research, quote unquote, to show that with the coming of more diversity on college campuses, mm-hmm. um, there was this so-called rise in anti-Semitism. What that meant for me and people we've interviewed is that, yes, if you're going to include more people from more backgrounds and um, folks who have different experiences, you know, ethnicities, cultures, you know, points of view, you're going to have a variety of perspectives, mm-hmm. meaning that there's a potential there for folks to be um, more vocal about their opposition to Israeli policy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To this war between um, Israel and Hamas. So if, to some people, that meant um, these organizations, these institutions are just becoming more bastions of liberalism and all of the left-leaning you know, thoughts that don't fit in with the narrative of how America has been up to this point. Mm-hmm. And so they started blaming DEI for what we've been seeing unfold in terms of the protests and people saying, no, you know, Palestinians have rights too. Right. We have to stop this war. So from the onset, there hasn't been like a clear, clear um, dis- differentiation. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said to me earlier today, they haven't, no one's taken the time to really decouple Israeli politics from the religion that Jewish people follow. Mm. And a lot of the rhetoric we see saying, you know, we have to stop this war or Palestinians are dying too, automatically is interpreted as being pro Hamas, you know, against Israel. Right. 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 And so when we have discussions and conversations about, you know, Palestinian lives also matter, we can't just keep bombing women and children um, saying that we're going after Hamas when the majority of the deaths have been vulnerable populations. To some people, that means, you know, you're anti-Semitic and that's not the same thing. So I think all of that got lost in the conversations we've been having over the past, since this war broke out, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we saw it trickle down into this debate with the university presidents, where folks like Bill Ackman, a mm-hmm. uh, Harvard alum who's a billionaire, posted on Twitter last week that the only reason um, Claudine Gay, Dr. Gay, got her job is because the board would not consider anyone who didn't fit the university's DEI criteria. Wow. Okay. And so <laughs> basically calling her an affirmative action he went, hire. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he went further to say that the DEI movement um, is the modern day version of McCarthyism in the sense that is being promoted and um, being pushed, you know, mm-hmm. to in all of these spaces that folks who are con- conservative or who prize meritocracy over inclusion and equity and all of that, you know, they don't have a say in who gets hired anymore, or who gets to be in their role. 
So a lot of academics we've spoken with, you know, make a point of saying how incredibly ignorant that is because (laughs) anyone, James, has been around, any academic knows how difficult, how challenging it is, how much, you know, how like how much they have to sacrifice to even get tenure. Particularly women of color, particularly women of color, particularly black women, particularly black women at Harvard. Please look at the history of black women being denied tenure at Harvard University. And so I Mm -hmm. so but but Miss Neal, how so, yes, Ackerman is one of the folks who's leading the charge. But help me to understand this. They're saying that DEI is McCarthyism, right? But when you look at these hearings and you look at how these Republican uh, representatives are questioning and and sometimes badgering these university presidents, that looks exactly like what McCarthyism was. How do do they square that irony? I I don't understand. It does. And that actually brings up an important point that um, another one of our sources brought up is who gets to decide what DEI even is, mm. Mm. you know, mm-hmm. why would the person who's in the more dominant position get to tell the people who are fighting for certain rights what their movement should look like, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's this question of the, the, the wealthy donors, people who've been in power for so long feeling like they can still get to dictate what things people should care about and how they should care about it. Mm, mm. So I think it's a, it's a very interesting point for listeners to think about when you're in a struggle for a different society or a better society, right? Take mm-hmm. your pick mm-hmm. of, of adjective. Right. Mm -hmm. You feeling certain things a certain way and experiencing them a certain way. You know, where does someone else come from to tell you, well, no, you wrong to feel this way or to do it that way. This one is better because one, it'll keep me in my position of power. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, (laughs) You know? Yeah. So this game of there's no room for you because the minute that you who've been on the margins all this time start to be included in things, then it's going to be automatically a loss for me. Mm-hmm. So it must be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that logic just doesn't equate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So DEI is getting a bad rap and being blamed for this. And I think it's a good time for people who aren't familiar with the field to become more familiar with it and to develop points of view around it so they can have intelligent conversations that aren't necessarily, you know, um, black and white, if you will. I, I agree 100%. And Ms. Neal, I have to get you out of here on this question. Do you think that President Gay will survive this week or this collection of challenges that she's she is confronted with in her short tenure as the president of Harvard University? I hope so. And if you saw the letter from faculty, I think it was up to 600. That's right. Um, it's about 600 signatures. That's correct. Right. Of faculty um, showing their support. And even that in academia is a big deal. It is. You know, to have faculty. Generally, the faculty think of the administration as evil. So it's to have 600 faculty <laughs> signing on in support of a president is a, is a big deal. It is. 
Right, right. And we've seen this play out before with, you know, Barack Obama and how people came for him, you know, as the first black president. Mm -hmm. So I think there are some lessons from. Oh, I think we lost Miss Neal. I want to I, I want to thank Miss McElvey Neal, the executive editor of Haitian Times. Really appreciate you coming on our airwaves. We're overdue for a break. So you're listening to WRD 900 AM 96.1 FM. If you want to join the conference. Thank you so much, Miss Neal. We lost you for a moment. But we're getting ready to go to break now. But I really appreciate you joining the program. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 